This week on The Reverse Stick, we pick up on part two of our conversation with New Zealand Olympian Alan Chesney. The Cobra strikes the TRS World 11 and will assess the FIH Congress hangover. That was one time, John. Incredible. Very, very impressed. Uh, Welcome to The Reverse Stick. The Global Hockey Podcast. I'm John Lee, and I'm joined by Matt Allen. How are you, Matt? I'm good, mate. I'm full of vim and vigour. I've just come from Summer Sevens Hockey. Uh, scored a couple of goals. Nice little cheeky one in between oh, the legs on the deflection. Don't start talking about um, tackling. A lot of fun. I, you know, I've, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to talk hockey, and I'm, I'm full of hockey love, mate. We'll be hearing uh, again from Alan Chesney, part two of our conversation, picking up uh, from the gold medal match. At the Top man. 76 Olympics, yeah. It's, um, I can't wait for the end of it, actually. That's, uh, we'll, we'll get to the old push roll-ins. Uh, but anyway. In a positive way, I can't wait for the end of it, though. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. I yeah, can't yeah, wait yeah. for the end of it, like some of our, uh, our listeners may have found at the FIS <laughs> Congress. Or perhaps at the end of one of our podcasts. Oh, wow. uh, also, if you stay that long. talking to another member of the TRS World Eleven. We are indeed, and uh, this week we're joined from France. Uh, is that how you say? It? Uh, no, so France. 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 Uh, France. Xavier Pion, and uh, some of you may be aware of Xavier's work. Of course, we part with him and Hockey Man to deliver the Atlas Hockey Dream Team last year. Any Australians listening? That's Xavier Pilons. <laughs> that's exactly right. And uh, yeah, great to have him on. Great to hear from the Cobra from Saint Germain Hockey Club. Yes, good chat. An interesting man too. Very interesting guy. Um, but we better kick it off with something. So much else. to come. Well, there's not a lot of this tonight, I don't think. News. And, um, well, there's a couple of test matches going on. There was the Four Nations tournament in Valencia for men. Yeah, we st- I stuffed up last week because I said, oh, there's two games left um, to play. But then, yeah, no. There was another crossover, so there was uh, four yes. ga- four games left. Netherlands, had, Spain, had, Ireland, and England involved there, um, and they play a little round robin tournament, and then they played semi-finals, and then third place and fourth place game and a final, and the finals played between the Netherlands and Spain, and would have been quite a thrilling game. Three two there, the final score. Um, Who got up? The Netherlands. So Spain finished top of top of the uh, the pool, didn't they? And they they had the win over Netherlands earlier on in the well. Uh, in the Spain played England in semi final one and won that three nil. They'd previously beaten the Netherlands in the first of the round robin games. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ireland finished in third place. They beat England in the third fourth place playoff, uh, but got to a shootout two all after full time, and then uh, Ireland getting over the top of England. Four three. Of course, Davy Hart and goal there. I heard some news that Davy oh, Hart yeah. suffered breaking a, news. A, a, yeah, possibly a bro- a, some <laughs> a breaking bones. Yeah. Um, but I've also just literally a, mi- a minute or two ago, and we're recording on Wednesday, um, got a message saying it's potentially not as bad as first thought, and he's been named in upcoming squads for a uh, tournament. Uh, as far as games against Belgium at the weekend, I think. as far as goalkeepers and injuries go, a fractured leg isn't high on their list of agendas, is it? Really, I mean, you know, they're so tape it up, tape it up, tape it up. It's fine. So once you've got that uh, the pads on, it's all part of the leg. Yeah, so you've got that right. kind of RoboCop thing happening anyway. Yeah, yeah. Tape it up. 
Um, what else has been happening internationally, Matt? Because uh, I'm just looking here at the match centre and. Uh, well, there's, there's the series that's been, been happening uh, in South Africa, South Africa versus yep. France in the men's, and great for hockey lovers there to be able to get their eyes on some live games uh, yeah. in the flesh because it doesn't happen very often, unfortunately, for them. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what developments do happen. I mean, I haven't heard anybody talk about until you ask Xavier later on in that when we interview him about what France is doing in preparation for those Olympic Games that they'll be hosting whether things are already starting to move in French hockey in towards that direction um, you never know once again a subject that we might talk on a little bit more later on but uh, we'll get back to more of the news shall we a couple more games Spain to come. and Germany uh, yeah a couple, couple more games to come there between South Africa and France anyway yep. yeah, Spain and Germany Spain Belgium Germany. Ireland uh, Belgium, the Netherlands, there's plenty of games going on there's Men's a cent- games we should be saying they're, they're all in build up to the um, it appears that the World Cup, there doesn't seem to be much going on for the women until we get to the... Um well, no, we've got the Central American Hockey Fives Championship going up for men and women. Uh, that's uh, about a week away from now. And, of course, TRS World 11 Mons is uh, is taking part there. Um, so we'll be speaking to her. Oh, will we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to speak to her and get her interview done while she's there in situ um, taking part in this uh, Central American Championship. There is a big women's tournament coming up as well. That's uh, that's fantastic. There's there's coverage happening here on Fox Sports. I've uh, noted. So in Australia, Definitely. you can get your eyes on it. Yep, yep, yep. What the, so, all of the games? Are just oh well, we'll wait and see on that, John. Yeah, so there's there's a little bit going on internationally in the next couple of weeks, but the the real big event everybody's really waiting for is the Men's World Cup, which isn't that far away, only, what, two weeks? Oh, and a bit, but it's, um, a bit yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not far away, John. We, scary. Have we decided, are we going to do a, a, a daily show? Because oh, we, we're umming and ahhing about it, and it's going to be tough to fit it in, schedules. And, uh, do just, we run uh, a poll, or do we just bite the bullet now? Because I know I want to do it. I want to do it as well. Can we can we commit to say yes we'll do it but if it's not very good we're sorry because we're quite time poor and it might not all kind of fit it might, in. Well, I still reckon we should do a poll and see if people would like to hear a welcome right. daily. Yeah, we'll put we'll put that out and we'll. But give I'm inclined to just do it and be buggered and just <laughs> just do it, you know. We this whole project is based on us just going. Oh, why won't we just do it anyway? Yeah. So why don't we? Alright, okay, yeah. Well, that's, I guess that's a yes, isn't it? Yeah. Poll, poll or no, bloody poll. World Cup Daily coming yep. again for coming you once again. again. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. It's time now to get to part two of our interview, our featured interview, with Alan Chesney, the New Zealand gold medal winning hockey player. Gold, gold. Oh, gold, yes. Gold. And, um,. Fantastic effort from. We heard part one last week, which led us to the beginning of part two, which is the gold medal game. <laughs> oh, that's a great, isn't it? A great run. It is the gold medal game that they played against Australia. Plus, we get on to what Alan's been doing recently with himself and uh, some other general hockey topics. And I don't know, I could be warming to the role in Matt. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> He's Alan Chesney. So, when we came to play Australia, we thought we had nothing to lose. And um, yeah, there was a couple of guys we picked out to sort of make sure they didn't function as, as well as they wanted to, and you'd know one of them. Um, Charles Wood. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 
when he gets upset, that's the end of it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and uh, and Trevor Smith, um, who oh. he um, like likes to have a word or two. Yeah. So so yeah, but we we just um, it wasn't a great match because it was tight and everything like that. We played badly in the first half. We missed a stroke. Um, ran Patel put it over the top. Um, in the next half, we probably had four really good opportunities to score, like two in front of the goal, and we didn't score. And that was because of the grain, by the way. It just bounced at the last minute. Um, Australia probably should have got two. Um, yeah, but, you know, and then our goalkeeper got his knee broken um, with 10 minutes to go. With Ian Cook hit this bloody boomer and hit him and it was just above the knee. It cracked his knee. And those days you weren't allowed to raise it that high and they thought, you know, that was a goal and all this and the poor bugger was lying there. Um, and he carried on with this incredible, I mean, he smashed his knee. Like, he never went back on the field as a as a goalkeeper again, but he didn't know he'd broken it. Wow. So, yeah, that whole tension, um, what I'm giving you an idea here is the tension that builds up. You know, you've done all the training, you're all prepared, um, but it's it's the mental tension, you know, like playing in those days like I was a left half. Um, we had these systems, you know, up, down, up, back, up and around, into the middle, out the back again, alongside the goalkeeper, um, you know, and then you're, you're also bringing into attack. So it's, it's not that much different to today, it's just a different way of doing it, but the tension was high because... In those days, they had really fast right wings, and Trevor, uh, um, Greg Browning was the right wing, and he's pretty quick. And Charlie was very good at setting him up, um, like he'd draw you in and try and suck you in and then throw it and that sort of stuff. So we had to really... There was a lot of pressure, and particularly a one-up with, like... Uh, I think we got the goal 20 minutes before the end, and then you, you're defending and trying to do all these things. And you finally get there, and you sort of think... Shit, you know, when I got there. <laughs> uh, you talk about the, ten- the tension there within the group. What about wh- what were the crowds like? What was the stadium like there? Was there any any sort of yeah. e- you know exterior tension coming on to you as well? Oh well, actually, we were highly supported because um, you can imagine um, any Pakistani supporter was on our side after Australia beat them. Um, <laughs> All, so many Indians, like, wherever you go, there's always Indians. It's amazing. It doesn't matter whether it's Perth or anywhere in the world. When we played in Toronto, 4,000 Indians turned up. You know, like, <laughs> anyway, so there's a lot of Indians there. And, of course, uh, India and Australia had beaten them and made it, they, they didn't make the, the semi-final. So all the Indians were on our side. So we had a lot of people, a lot of support. Um, and they're pretty vocal, but it was a good... Good crowd, and, and they they are a knowledgeable crowd. Yeah. Um, uh, apart from the ones that fortunately didn't turn up, um, the Americans you probably know don't know a lot about this sport. They just turn up and you know think, oh, well, this is this is a game and let's get into it, but they don't really understand. And that five thousand, apparently five thousand people from California had to cancel at the last minute. They were coming to the hockey final on buses. Um, Wrong and they realised wasn't, wasn't the right hockey. Yeah, <laughs> the right. So, so there was a bit of hole, bit, bit of a hole in the stand, 
Yeah, they booked. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they didn't get a refund. I hope they didn't get a refund. No. Yeah. FIH, no, are you listening? They are. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was good. The crowd were good. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, you got to, in those days, the, the team stayed behind. We had all our team people from, or we didn't have a huge team, New Zealand. A lot of Aussies there. And, and that, in actual fact, was tough for Australia because they hadn't won a gold medal in any sport at those games. And, of course, ah, we'll beat the Kiwis. No worries. Hey, this is our challenge. Here we go. I personally blame you guys for the Australian Institute of Sport, the New Zealand Hockey yeah. Team. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, yeah, the, probably the whole the fact that Australia didn't didn't win a gold medal that was the reason why they got the Institute of Sport, and because the hockey uh, was part of it. Well, we so almost were the torchbearers for that failure. So inverted commas it, failure. Yeah, yeah. Well then, then of course I came to Perth and um, and uh, it was quite interesting seeing Charlie's face because he wanted me to go and play for cricketers and I ended up playing for Freo. Freo, what the bloody hell are you doing there? Well, of course, cric- cricketers were the powerhouse club of, yeah. um, of of that era. That they, they are no more. They're amalgamated. Of course, Fremantle Hockey Club still exists. Still exists. Not amalgamated. <laughs> yeah. That's another point. Don't want to. Don't want to. Uh, harp on about that too much but so, okay, tell, tell us about the move to Western Australia and what was the reason and was hockey the reason uh, pretty much yeah I, I think um, I'd, I'd uh, went to the Champions Trophy in, in Lahore um, <laughs> there's another disaster uh, where we all had dysentery and um, our, you know New Zealand hockey said go and Climatise and have a bit of a tour of Pakistan, um, and we touched the water in Peshawar, and that was the end of me. Um, so, but I got talking to a few of the Aussie guys, and and and, and I'd been looking at coming across to Perth, and you know, they were saying we'll come play for our club, blah blah blah. But um, yeah, it was it was because you know, a lot of the guys were from Perth. Um, the, 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 there was the first turf was there. Yeah. The grounds were really good. The weather, mainly the weather, and I was lucky enough to get a transfer um, with the company I was working with, even though it was a disaster when I got there. Um, it, it meant that me and my family could get there, and yeah, that, that was it. And it was just fantastic. I mean, I mean, you you don't appreciate it till you come from different environment like we had, and I just didn't want to continue on. Oh, one of the other reasons, I suppose, was a major reason was um, this, is, this is the official doom again. Um, we were the world, we were the gold medalists, and the '78 World Cup was in Buenos Aires. And uh, New Zealand hockey said, "Well, you know, we don't have any money in the kitty, so probably best we don't go." What? So I said, "You're joking!" Yeah. And you know, so they had the world champions not going to the World Cup. So we didn't go to Argentina, and so a couple of us went to the press, and that was sort of the end of me, um, even though I was still keen to play. You probably arrived at Perth at the start of what was really a halcyon time for hockey here. I mean, the, the quality yeah. of the players that were on the pitch weekly was yeah. absolutely amazing. Well, we talked about them yeah. two weeks ago, Alan, in the show. You look at some of the uh, 
the higher echelons of the coaching community globally that are, uh, yeah. from Australia are from that era yeah. here in Perth. Absolutely, yeah, and it was bloody. I mean, the club hockey was. It was, um, you know, people wanted to be there and watch it and be part of it and play in it. And um, and again, um, most of the games were actually on grass. Um, we, and we had to. That's the thing. We had to play on those surfaces. Um, you know, you know, week to week, you you were changing. But you know, the crowds were around the ground, like when we played cricketers. Um, down at um, Mel Vista there, you know, a great ground and people are right on there. <laughs> Go to subs, my God. Oh, they still confused. like that, mate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then you'd have Gordon Getley as an umpire getting involved and everything as well. And it was, I mean, there's a lot of characters. I and mean, he was like the, the, um, the 23rd player type thing. <laughs> where he, just, he had to be involved, otherwise. If you weren't hearing him from him, you know, you just blow the whistle to, to be involved. But, uh, yeah, we had some great... And then we came to he played at the Wacker. Yes. And we great, great grounds. The players, I mean, we, we recruited, Belly recruited John Bestel um, from Cunions, I think. Yeah. And those days. Um, and... Uh, you know, a lot of people didn't change clubs, but you know, we managed to get him, and and he because he wanted to go further. And uh, was, I remember we played cricketers, and Charlie was left inner, and John was right fullback, and I think we lost seven one. And I don't know, John was about seventeen eighteen. But you can imagine that happening a few years later. <laughs> no one would, no one would go past him. <laughs> Uh, so that was a skill, you know, that the players uh, and the internationals and, and and the number of guys that could have played for any country um, playing club hockey. What's, it, what's interesting, um, Alan, is, is um, you, you spoke about that the primary school and that love for hockey and that's the sport that's played there. And you talk about coming yeah. to Perth, and, and I found it moving to Perth. Um, I, I was just kind of cruising through to have a look at the place and realised that my passion for hockey was met by the community here it, it's yeah. something which is real and, and, and alive and um, yeah. we, we've got these pockets around and about the world that really yeah. do have just, it, it, there's a love a love of the game I don't, how do we yeah. spread how do we spread that to everywhere else in the bloody world uh, yeah well I think you do it through grassroots I think you I think there's a move away um, what, what I've noticed you know, was I still involved with hockey in a different way? I've noticed that there's too much of a shift to the technical side um, now, because obviously because we've got technology and everything, and um, they're getting away from the the real, um, I suppose, the real reason why you play. And if you get that developed, now there's a guy that I. Uh, was became friends with. He was actually the coach of Spain, Horst Bein. He did died a couple of years ago, and um, he was a German guy who um, realised that that he said with hockey, he said with the kids, he says no, he's playing eleven aside, and he said also they just follow the ball. He said you're going to lose too many players doing that. So he said he put two goals at each end on a smaller pitch. And he, he created more awareness of, 
kids. So rather than having, you know, all these lines and skills and that sort of thing, he said they'll learn all that. And it is true. So it needs to be fun. Yeah. And so I think what's happened is that we had fun at school and we just developed all our skills ourselves. And then Cyril sort of bashed, you know, <laughs> bashed us into shape a bit. And then, you know, obviously through our, that we learned how to play, but we also learned how to share and also have a good time. And I think it, it, it's also, you know, it's like times have changed with, there's a lot of other distractions. Um, and, and we're in this world, instant world where everyone wants to think instantly. I mean, I spoke to Raymond Anderson, who's at the Institute of Sport in WA. Yeah. He, you know, he's a kayaker and he went to the Olympics. And he said, we've got all these people who want, who, who are at the Institute, but he said, they don't want, they want to win medals, they don't want to put the work in. <laughs> so, so, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be fun. It's no use having, I reckon they're pushing the kids too, too early for a start. Um, and the also, I think there's too much emphasis on, you know, becoming a coach or a, a, a special umpire with all these bloody certificates. Alan, we're going to have to wind this chat up sooner or later. What, okay. What, what are you doing with yourself these days and, and what engagement do you still have with the game? Okay, well, I, I, back in Perth, uh, nine years ago, I fell into, I was still playing midweek until I was banned for two weeks. Um, oh, that, that's the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was still playing and I was asked to use this, uh, program, uh, a nutrition program. And, um, I, you know, I'd used supplements and stuff over the years, but I'd never used a complete program. I said, okay, I'll try it. Um, and only because it had a 30-day manicure guarantee. But what happened, it just cha- changed my life, and all the guys were saying, what are you doing, Chess? You know, you, you're doing my training, and all this, how come? You, you know, you, I was always pretty fit. Um, but I just had way more energy and everything like this, and better recovery. But it was incredible. And uh, anyway, so a few other guys, um, you know, started taking it and so forth. But at the end of the day, um, it changed my life how I was off the pitch as well and my business and everything. So I ended up um, actually as a business. But then I met this lovely lady who uh, over here with, <laughs> she said, come to South Africa. And the company, I couldn't get any supply. So I said, oh, well, I'll just chuck it in. But I brought some over here with me and they tried it as well here and it was incredible. Um, but... Um, and, and, and I was just going to let it go. But what happened, it started to build because a lot of people were taking it and were connected to me around the world. And, and I thought, oh, this is a good way to do business. So then in bottom line, um, I thought, well, I'll just contact a lot of people in sport, particularly in hockey and stuff. And I found there was a huge gap there with people not understanding um, how their body worked. And, and the recovery and muscle and all this and stuff. There's all these people who knew how to build muscle. Well, they, they thought they did. And, 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 yeah, well, they don't. There's so much ignorance. And, and so I'm now talking to people in hockey, like coaches, players, weekend warriors, kids, because there's so much problem with, with nutrition, with sugar and all this and stuff everywhere in the world, um, to share this story. And um, and then of course we've got a solution for them. 
So how, do, how, do pe- how do people find about find, find out about the solution and the story? You've got a web address, a well, Facebook just page. Did, just, just come to me. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a message on Facebook. Alan, just before well, we let you go, we we need to know about about your thoughts on um uh, on the bully. Are you behind our campaign? Hashtag Bring Back the Bully. Oh, absolutely. You know, when I was a kid. The, that was that was part of the, the start of the game, and and these guys were unbelievable at the bully. Yeah. And this was a big thing, and of course then they had penalty bully, and the goalie had had to do the penalty bully in the oh. mark. So ah, oh, hey, no, remind us of that rule. Penalty bully. Yeah, that was before strokes. Um, they used to have the penalty bully. Oh mate. And, and the goal, and it wasn't the initially it wasn't against the person. The goalkeeper had to take it, and then they said, "Okay, it was the offending person." So you, then they had these bullies, and um, oh. but the, 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 of course you can imagine the Indians and Pakistanis the way they used to cheat, uh, and and uh, you know it was one one and a half, uh, and also they bash your stick away, but. Um, our centre forward, Barry Maester, was probably one of the best centre forwards in the world just because he wasn't a big sprinter. He's actually <laughs> had the best. Um, but he, he's probably one of the most skillful players I've ever played hockey with. And, um, because he wasn't flashy, but one on one he could beat anyone. If he had the ball around the top of the circle or whatever, he'd, you'd always know he'd smash the ball in that. But the thing is, and um, he was a brilliant at bullying. Uh, you know the bully, and because he'd done it all his life, yeah. and uh, but it was a big thing, and I reckon you should bring it back because it it's like it's um, I don't know it was just part of the game. It's it's an iconic part of the game. Absolutely, it's a it's a US yeah it's a USP. The marketeers they love that. What's that mean? Yeah, you know, points. bring oh. it back. Bring it back, and um, there's, and and I think the rolling. I think that should come back. <laughs> <laughs> what about trapping the ball with your hand? No, look a- trapping the aerial the ball with your away. hand. The look away. The look away, and then we used to do the the bounce. You know, we had to make sure you land it just in front of the opposition, so it took off like a cricket ball <laughs> and went straight to the centre half. <laughs> <laughs> all the tricks, all the tricks, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe hockey fives could uh, could introduce that with a throw in. <laughs> yeah, well now you're allowed to bash. You're allowed, you know. They've taken that sort of usually dangerous play. Now they're playing like shinty with a ball in the air. Yeah. And geez, I tell you what, we would have loved that. <laughs> uh, imagine. Brian Glencross, you asked him if that ball came to him in the in the air. Keep <laughs> out about your head. <laughs> Alan, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We've had a great time. We wish you all the very best with that, your current project, and we hope very to catch up with you very soon in the shed here in yeah. Kiwi. Good on you. Thanks a lot, John and Matt. I really appreciate it, and, and uh, you're doing a great job there. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it too. That was Alan Chesney, Kiwi gold medal winner from 76. Uh, what a super fella to have on. And, no, yeah. it's a human being, mate. 
But he's a human bird. He's not a kiwi. Kiwi, kiwi, he's a bird. Yeah. Oh, you meant New Zealand bird. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, 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 I did. Okay. He's just confused me now. Um, yeah, super having him on, and hopefully we'll have him here in the shed. What's going on? Where do we start? Are we going to go straight on to FIH Congress here, John? Yes, we are. Before we get to our next TRS World Eleven inductee, now, we, of course. Let's talk about the Congress at the Lalit Hotel yep. in New Delhi, we India. We should preface this conversation by saying two things. Mm-hmm. One, the FIH do a tremendous amount of great things in the world of hockey, and even though we have a ping at them, maybe more than we perhaps should, and go a bit harder. Um, we we have to recognise how much great work the FIH does as well, and that. Um, you know, with the acknowledgement that sometimes they're going to get it wrong and they need people like us to perhaps point out occasionally that it might not be all as it seems. But overall and tremendously, there's a lot of great work and goodwill that goes into keeping our great sport running. And um, FIH Congresses, as much as we've been taking, well, me particularly might have take, appeared to have taken the mickey out of it, I like the um, the World Cup for administrators, and they're a very important part of what goes on in keeping the global hockey machine running and for people who had the opportunity to network and all of those things. So it's not just cocktail parties and gala piss-ups. And there's some, a real point to why they're all there and why they're doing what they're doing. So, um, yeah, we don't want to sort of downplay the role that goes on there because important decisions are made. I think the networking thing is a massive thing with it as well, John, particularly oh, for, you know, for, for smaller nations that get a chance to meet up with their neighbours uh, you know well I had a sometimes chat to Sa- our mate Silas uh-huh. uh, from Sierra Leone now yep. they don't even have a hockey field yet in Sierra Leone yet they were able to get have got organised and have people playing hockey and were represented at the Congress and I know that there's been a lot of positive outcomes for them already just from having attended that in a wider picture of what hockey can do in places now the Congress was streamed live uh, you could catch that I, I think I saw a peak of about 25 people watching at any one time um, uh, it was a fairly lengthy long drawn out process with, with large bits it was, it was hard here. to find I've the highlights a, package I've got an admission here while you just quietly ok yeah I had it going on two different computers at the same time so it might be 24 sorry I had it going on two different computers at the same time so it might be 24 24 yeah peak of 24 oh right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was in and out. I was trying to watch it on the mobile whilst I was at work, <laughs> working for the day. I managed to catch Thomas Bach's introduction uh, to the conference, and jeez, uh, 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 the bloke could smile, couldn't he? Um, now, uh, recent, re- very recent recipient of the President's Award from the FIH for his great work for the hockey world. Um, it, it's quite interesting. Uh, we went there last week. I've said what well, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but look, he was um, he was very complimentary about Dr. Batter and his uh, strong role uh, as president of the FIH, um, and uh, very pleased to see the development of the game. Great, great that he experienced the Youth Olympic Games in Argentina and. Uh, how exciting the Hockey Fives program was there. Now we've been told that. Hockey is safe in the 11-a-side format. That's come from the Congress and from Thierry. Uh, it's it's uh, safe through till Paris. According Beyond that... the IOC, it's safe until Paris, and that's, like all sports, will be assessed. But the, the, the assessment for 2028 will come in 2021. Yeah. So three years from now. 
so you know we're we're right until 2021. <laughs> so lovely that Thomas. Anyway, he couldn't be there. Obviously, he couldn't be there to collect his award the other night, um, unfortunately. But he's a busy man. He's the he's the top man at the IOC. Um, who's next in line? What? Top man at the IOC. Who do, who do you reckon is potentially next oh, in line? Oh God, there. Let's get back to hockey matters, shall we? <laughs> Let's just go back to and let's get back to the Congress. All right, because some of the news. All right, okay. I'll, I'll start with one one point here. Algeria voted in as a new member uh, of the FIH. Good. Is that one three seven maybe? Um, it's another new member of the hockey family. Welcome, Algeria. From um, the people that voted though, yeah. there's one that abstained. And one country um, that said no. Well, can you name those countries? <laughs> no, they didn't say them on the vote. One of the state. Well, you know, not everybody can be your friend, can they? So, but, <laughs> so there's two not sure about Algeria adding value to the uh, the hockey community. Interesting. Sometimes um, these votes are not always. North right. Korea, South Korea, combined teams going forward or. Sometime in the future for FIH sanctioned events, a combined Korea team, a la Pyongyang and the uh, the ice hockey. Brilliant. Oh, well, look, I don't think there'd be a person in the world that doesn't want to see a reunified Korea. You know, I think that we're thoroughly sick of the state of the situation has been for the last 50 odd years or whatever it is. So, it'd be an know. interesting, it, well, Since what's interesting, we talked last week about a, a, a lack of interest or a, a, a drop in interest in field hockey in South Korea. Uh, is this part of it, do you think? Well, who knows? <laughs> interesting timing for it all, isn't it? Well, if if uh, the leader of the North's taste in sport or anything to go by, I think a lot of attention will be played to basketball, golf and, uh, Soccer. Hmm. Well, look. Won't see. Something positive. Uh, it's uh, it's all part of our. Uh, it's positive for humanity, not just sport. Yeah. That one. Okay. Hockey fives, Olympics, elevens. Set the confirmation, as we've we've mentioned, is uh, elevens is there for a while. But some development with hockey fives. Yeah. Well, what do you call it? Well, a, uh, a move to showcase Hockey Fives to take the game into less traditional areas and spaces. So uh, we floated a few weeks ago when there was talk of uh, Pro League games in England Wait, being played at, at, at Harlequins Sorry. with a drop-in pitch about the opportunity to take that drop-in pitch to other areas. Well, that seems to be kind of the view as a... Uh, a showcase for the sport, would do you, you say? When, do you remember when squash had the cube? Yeah, yeah. Are you talking an, an event like that? I think that, well, <laughs> uh, you only get so much detail, don't you, from the uh, headline presentations um, yeah, well, that's a problem at, at, at the Congress, so you'd have to drill down. I'm not sure you can drill down necessarily on, on some well, of that okay. at the moment. As, as an idea that needs fuller developing, let's say, I, I could get the idea of doing, say, uh a mini tournament that lasted two or three, two days perhaps, in uh, the main mall of large major cities. Well, what? Well, like, the, like the cube idea. Yeah, yeah. But it, it would also have to be the best players in the world playing in, you know, dodgy um, sponsored pretend franchises. Yeah, or, or the um, or the South pa- South Pass. Or the crew, Skillers. You know, yeah, the, the, the Skillers out there. Um, I think the skillers are made for 
using that size of field. You could almost do it like the Skillers versus, or almost a Harlem Globetrotters sort of arrangement. You know, the, 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 that would be my radio. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, high production values here in Thoroughbredstick. But you get the idea of it. You could you could have the Harlem Globetrotters, and that's the Skillers, and then you and I could be on the Washington Generals, but and we wouldn't have to try and be bad. The, the the fear we had running into it, and we flagged last week. It was um, denied by the FIH press team at the time when they were interviewed that they had no idea about anything happening with the hockey fives. Um, there's obviously lots right. happening, and uh, look, I I think there's there's potentially positives as opposed to us thinking the doom and gloom that hockey fives is there to replace hockey elevens in the Olympics for now. I think that there's the moves are far further field looking afoot than just the next Olympics we're going to be playing hockey fives ideas. I think we're, you know, 2021 is right. is the next crunch date for it. All right, really. We're, we're we're talking Olympics now. Um, Ty Abitgram uh, presented the Olympic Day Awards for uh, various initiatives that happened uh-huh. um, promoting Olympism, and uh, Uganda and India were the winners there. Uh, we then go to financials, John. What, yeah. what, what do Olympics oh. tell us when we go to financials? <laughs> oh, look, I, t- to be honest with you, there's, uh, it's not a real detailed financial account, and, and I'd like to actually sit there with it for, in front of you rather than it just being posted up as a little slideshow and stuff, and, yeah, I'm not a forensic accountant either, so. No? No, no, apparently not. No. <laughs> no I was looking at my bank account. <laughs> Debit? What's that? Um, one thing that did catch me out a little bit was that in the brief rundown of stuff was um, 40% of hockey's money comes from the Olympics. Now, I didn't quite catch the broadcast rights. I've got to watch it back again because I've taped the audio, so I'll be able to listen to it. Um, uh, so I didn't quite catch if they mentioned any figure for how much we've got hockey made from broadcast rights that it would be a really interesting question but apparently 40% of the sports funding comes from the Olympic movement either through continental associations doling money into the sport or different ways and means that the money comes from the Olympic movement uh, but you know, I think until they put up like detailed financials, here's our financial report for this period. Yeah, Head, like, headline yeah. stuff that you see see on a PowerPoint is uh, yeah, it's a uh, bit difficult to yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. So you can't really take much out of it, and they could very well have mentioned a, a figure there for the broadcast rights. I just skipped it or missed it. But it was a know, long it was a long day. Of watching, one one uh, thing to say about the financials is that people were uh, there was a bit of doom and gloom before this congress, and has been for a few months about oh. They've, if I just got no money and there's no pro leagues going to happen because I can't blah 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 lots of stories of financial doom and gloom but no one's come out after this questioning anything as yet there hasn't been any buzz or squeak about any of the figures that were mentioned by them or the way any of the information was presented so maybe the FIH has got you know a little store there that they're they're waiting to unleash via the pro league look other interesting things to note uh, surfaces um, w- with the potential to move away from having international games and, and uh, potential hockey series open championships on alternative surfaces to water based astros which isn't uh, grass necessarily well, potentially grass well it's been re- it's been reported as 
a lot of places, that's the headline is it's going to be grass. Not that it's everything. Alternative surfaces. Every alternative to it, yeah. Yeah, alternative surfaces. Some, it could be red grass. So what I read, the uh, to clinch the deal, you'd need to get all countries that were going to participate to agree on that surface. Now, that could work out brilliant for Burkina Faso and Burundi and Ivory Coast, and I'm, my geography's not that great, but neighbouring countries around there that could go and host a hockey series open round with the view to progressing up and going and playing some turf hockey somewhere else within the region where there's a turf. Um, I think that's a really positive thing. And also the view to... Um, looking at maybe a more sustainable surface um, so that could be a hybrid astroturf who knows what but uh, I think that's a really positive move and uh, it, there's a realisation to genuinely want to grow the game we need to be a bit more open we love playing playing on grass don't we and the club rooms next to them where yeah. people can step off those grass fields and go in and, and um, support the club that's exactly right it's free, we've set up Fremantle as a model for hockey clubs everywhere. No, we haven't. No, really, we haven't at all. It's <laughs> obviously don't. not going to work everywhere, but in the places it can, it should be allowed to. All right. What else? What else on the Congress? Uh, well, look, probably the most exciting thing for me, and uh, I, you know, I'm crossing my fingers and, and, and praying that this is going to happen. FIH live. Uh, announced by Andy, yeah, really good things. And announced by Andy Oram. We've spoken over the months about a central point for being able to watch all of the hockey that's going on around in the world, the stuff that's being streamed out of Western Australia, the stuff that's being streamed out of Germany, out of across oh you name anywhere in the world it happens, out of Beeston Hockey Club, and somewhere for hockey lovers and hockey hockey lovers that want to point people that might be interested in watching the game in the direction of where can we watch it and that you know hence our hashtag uh, uh, live stream hockey and uh, the hockey live on twitter um hopefully this could be an answer john a solution i think it's a great idea and an initiative from the the fih i mean of course we're talking about Content that we upload predominantly as as users. So it, it's an app, an app for your phone or or, or yeah. for your your, your laptop uh, that you'd log into fih dot live, and but you can and you can find it's a portal you can plug your broadcast directly into. So you can have a professional setup broadcaster just plug your output directly smack bang, send them the straight up. So if you're sitting here in Australia. Um, I believe they said that you know they'd push you more towards seeing Australian content first, so you'd see local leagues, league stuff. But that wouldn't stop you from searching elsewhere, and you you know there'll be time slots around the world at various times. There's only hockey happening in one place, so uh, you just click on that and watch something in Costa Rica, watch something in Belgium, watch something. As long as it's not tied up with yeah. with uh, with rights, but there's an opportunity, John. Well, that's even your 50s grand final Good could have been streamed live through the FIH.live. And, and it should be noted that um, this is a that the FIH will still be doing broadcast rights deals. So there will still be television stations, perhaps in your country that you live, that buy the rights to that particular tournament. So the only way you're going to be able to watch it is not through that platform, but on the television screen. 
However, they what they've made a promise to do was if the television rights holders aren't going to show those games, Hallelujah. they will be made available yeah. then to people. And if television rights holders aren't going to play the game, they will strip them of those rights. Take back the rights exactly. was what was said. In some ways, there's a few things that came out of this Congress. There was almost like I was listening to the thing... They, they just don't want us to say anything anymore. <laughs> Can I say that? There's lots of things that came out that were, yeah, that's a really good idea. Or, but, you know, once again... Well, no, I, I sat there nodding, going, what yeah, a great... Yeah, yeah, oh, well, we said that. And like, thinking <laughs> like, like, that we had... We, like, we, no, well, we, we staked no some sort of claim to... No, because no, it's just common sense. And lots of people with the right, similar mindset have been leading that way for quite a long time. So it seems to be there was a coming together a lot of stuff. Now the devil will be in the detail, obviously, won't it, John? Look, the day Thierry stands up and goes, you know, I've been thinking about the bullying and I reckon it's a good idea. That's the day we know <laughs> that we've got influence. It's the USP, Thierry. It's the USP. And Nicholas, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, anything more to say on that subject? Um, oh. I'm really looking forward to the implementation of that and seeing how it can grow. And... We'll give them a little bit of slack in the early days too because there will undoubtedly be teething problems. As much as they talked about protesting and all the rest of it, there will be some issues and hopefully it will also raise the standards and people will start thinking about things like commentary. Uh, look, I think there was a lot of positive stuff. Um, hopefully uh, we got a good deal on the hotel. Um, La Lalit, it was a five star um, there. Um, you know, being part of the hockey family and... Uh, being part of Dr. Batra's family, hopefully the Lalit group uh, provided a great deal for us. Who threw you that bone? Sorry? Who threw you that bone? Look, Hockey 2024 looks exciting. Uh, Sticks for the world is fantastic. Hockey yes. for life. Lots of really good headline statement stuff. Well, thanks uh, to everybody who was elected to whatever they were elected oh, to as well. Oh, jeez. Of course, we've got to mention that as well. Shabazz Ahmed and uh, Elizabeth uh, Safoa King of Ghana um, elected as newbies to the board. They replaced Mark Kudron from Belgium and Pamela Stupa from the US. Uh, back on board again at Michael Green from Germany. Uh, Maureen Craig Rousseau from Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, good luck to everybody involved. And um, we look forward to seeing uh, what the implementation of some of these ideas and plans and the development plans, which we'll speak about more next week because I want to have a listen to that section again before we go into any detail there. But few the numbers, we, few numbers you know, before, we, before we leave the uh, Congress. Uh, turning up for the event, 123 countries in total, 37 right. from Europe, 27 from Pan Am, 31 from Asia, 20 from Africa, and 8 from Oceania. And uh, there was a few missing as well. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's TRS World 11 time. And joining us this time is the Cobra, Javier Pions from France. Javier, welcome back to the show. Thanks a lot. I'm very uh, honoured to, uh, to be in this uh, in this talk, and uh, and uh, it's more Xavier than Javier. Ah, uh, well, John and I were just having that debate, and I've just told him to to, to say it the wrong way. <laughs> Xavier, uh, no, it, no, be, no problem. It'd be Xavier over here. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's start off with uh, the nickname, the Cobra or the Cobra. Um, where does that come from? 
Uh, it's quite recent. It, it came la- last year, so we are playing uh, uh, with a veterans team uh, in my in my um, in my region uh, uh, near Paris, and uh, one of the teammates uh, called me Cobra because I am always um, around the around the goal, uh, waiting to jump and to deflect the ball. Like uh, like the cobra can do, like uh, when he starts to to beat you, ready to strike. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, when we spoke to you last time, we we learnt that you were fairly new to the game through family connections and and getting involved with the kids. Um, but you were maybe planning to go to the Exim Masters World Cup. Did that eventuate? Uh, unfortunately, I was. The nineteenth guy, uh, only eighteen was selected, so oh, no, no. none of them get injured before the the cup. So I had <laughs> to stay away from from the pitch. Uh, I was in Corsica for at that time, so that was a good thing to to, to, oh, to say. But tough. well, that's good. That I hope even more so that makes you fit into the TRS World Eleven. Sure. Yeah, well now we are working for the Euro Cup. So Euro Cup will be in Krefeld in uh, August 2019. So what's the Masters setup like in France? We are. Uh, this is uh, an increasing um, population now. So the story started in 2014 uh, with the Rotterdam World Cup. The uh, uh, single team uh, was uh, representing France. Uh, last year in uh, Terrassa, we had seven teams across uh, men and women. Um, we we have created a dedicated uh, association for that, where we manage and organize all the masters team and competition. Um, we had uh, the delegation from the uh, French uh, Federation uh, to do this and. Um, it's uh, it's really uh, really growing and help uh, people. Uh, some of some of the players coming back to to hockey and in, in playing clubs. So I'm, I'm very uh, excited about uh, all this uh, movement. So Xavier, can you <laughs> Xavier? Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, Xavier. <laughs> can you take us through uh, exactly when you got the news of being in the TRS World Eleven and and what your reaction was? Uh, I was. Very pleased and honoured, because that's something that he, okay. I'm part of uh, some kind of big family worldwide, and people are going to uh, to know me a little bit more. Um, and that's yeah, that's very excited. Um, um, the maybe the best would be if we can have a somewhere uh, or can meet uh, the other guys uh, uh, in some competition. That would be awesome. Uh, I've got my lottery's ticket in for this week, so uh, we might we might have more news on that next week. We'll have to weekly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> now you do realise that you're one of the as one of the better credentialed players in the team. We're, we're looking on you for some leadership. Is do you think you can bring that to us? Uh, why not? It could be a good challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Now, tell us about your club, uh, Xavier. What's, uh, what's, what's the yeah. home club for you and what, what's the setup? Okay, sure. So, the home club is called uh, Saint-Germain-en-Laye Hockey Club. 
So Saint Germain is a is a 19 years old uh, club, and uh, you may know you may know about Paris Saint Germain, uh, the football club. Uh-huh. We are we are sharing the same uh, facilities. So the we are the the professional professional uh, football club team is is training just a uh, uh, few hundred uh, few hundred uh, meters away from our pitch in isolated way, but. Um, uh, it's quite a large club. It's the second largest club in France. Uh, we are almost uh, f- a little bit more than 400 uh, uh, um, teammates, uh, and we have two pitches. One is a water pitch, and the other in a, in a sand pitch. Um, the the way we are organized, we have already four um, men senior team and one or two women uh, senior team. And I don't remember how many, but a lot of junior junior team. Uh, actually, our first main team uh, has been a French champion last year, um, and they have been uh, champions in France for uh, seven times in, la- in the last ten ten years. So we we have a very good dynamic, and and this uh, uh, main senior team is also. Uh, we are proud because we have a lot of uh, uh, young guys coming from the club who has been uh, who has been trained in the club who are now playing uh, in 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 this in this, uh, in, in this team and uh, the the women's team is uh, are now uh, first in the in the French Championship as well. They last year they they lost in final. Um, it's a pretty uh, young uh, team. Uh, they just um, went to the elite uh, championship uh, last year, so this is a seventh season in, in elite. Uh, you've just you've just mentioned the uh, the men the men's side then. Of course, the the French men are in South Africa at the moment, and having uh, a good series there in preparation for the World Cup. Have you got any of your your men's side in in the national team? Oh sure, <laughs> that a lot. So who, uh, who do we need to look uh, out for at the World Cup? Uh, so you can you can have a look to uh, François Goyer. Uh, François is a captain in Saint Germain. He's playing the French team. Uh, we have we have also Blaise Rojo. He's a striker. We have uh, Kevin Mercurio. He's playing uh, midfield. Uh, we have also uh, Hugo Geneste. Uh, or oh, Hugo Geneste used to be in our club. Now he's playing in, uh, in Belgium. Um, uh, I think we have maybe his brother. Um, uh, and, oh, his, his surname. I forgot his surname. <laughs> but, uh, so that's another genistic. That's okay. You're, um, a ma- you're a masters player. You're, you're allowed. To. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's the first sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we the we are in the the hockey community in France have very good hope. For the upcoming World Cup, because you know that we have uh, the Olympics coming in 2024. Yeah, yeah. So our men's team will be um, uh, part of uh, of the Olympic Games. Uh, for the women's team, we don't know yet. They have to do a, a performance in, uh, and they have to uh, to to move uh, higher in a, in a worldwide ranking. But um, the men's team, we we we. We really expect them to to make uh, some performance in uh, in India. Uh, they really deserve it. They have been trained, are training a lot, 
and we have also a lot of players have been uh, playing in uh, in in Belgium because it's uh, it's near France uh, uh, French speaking teams and and they have very good level of hockey now since they have increased their level of hockey in, uh, in the last 10 years uh, in, in, incredibly incredibly we, we, we've had the, the news just this week that uh, the Paris Olympics will be 11 aside hockey, which we're very happy about. Um, what, what plans can you see happening to lead in? You, you say that you want to strengthen the, the, the girls' side there to, um, to up their game and, 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 and get involved at the Olympics. Can you see some strategy happening? Um a little bit I'm, I'm quite a little bit far from the national uh, girl team actually my daughter used to be in the under 18 team but, uh, so at that time I was following very closely what was happening there uh, what I've I've seen as a strategy that um, the, they have created a, a more training sessions dedicated training sessions uh, also attending uh, more international tournaments, so they want they want the girl to uh, practice uh, more as a team, and and also work on the individual skills and also the physical uh, the yeah on the, the physical preparation. Now on to the important stuff. Uh, we need to know how <laughs> your your goal scoring is going at the moment. We want you up there in the forward line. There's a bit of competition. And uh, but we think you're the man to strike when it when it when it matters most. Um, how's the form at the moment? Uh, not that great. Oh. I scored maybe one or two since the beginning of the season. Uh, I have I have only played three games because uh, I was traveling too much and I have also literally injured on my uh, tendon, which is now done. So we have a game on Sunday. Uh, we're going to play the next Sunday as well, and uh, then we have the the master uh, uh, local competition, which is going to start. So in uh, in our region, we are playing um, uh, off season uh, during the winter. Uh, we have about five, six, sixteen engaged, uh, p- a pretty good level, and what is. Now I see that you have people who have playing uh, in the international team in the past, so all these guys they they knows them each other since uh, maybe 20, 30, 30 years. So uh, feeling is pretty good. And so there'll be plenty um, of t- carbo loading sessions happening. Uh, we hope post game. Uh sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, what is also uh, interesting in, the, in this uh, master competition? Uh, local team is that we are open to uh, women as well so in, in our team we have one of the women playing in the in the in, the, in our women's team uh, and so she's uh, she's 14 now but she's playing in a, she's still playing in the national championship uh, a little bit of added spice in there <laughs> a little bit yes Xavier, uh, you mentioned you share facilities with the um, with Paris Saint Germain, the football team there. Now, I was wondering. Look, we're all hockey people here, so we can speak openly and honestly. I was wondering if you guys have ever seen them train, and whether you'd rather go through what the soccer players do for training or what hockey players do for training. 
uh, unfortunately the professional team is totally isolated so you have no view you cannot see what's uh, going on there yeah so that's a shame yeah you, you don't get the juniors to follow Neymar around and just in case he drops his no. lunch money and you can you, buy a turf or something <laughs> no <laughs> no that doesn't work like that oh, yeah just you can just see their car and, and the parking lot, and then you can you can you can say hello when they when, when they leave the, the parking lot. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking insurance claim, but I don't know about you, John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, sh- we should we should invite them to play a hockey uh, hockey game, but. <laughs> we well, don't want to injure them. <laughs> I, I was just wondering if there if there was much going on between the elite players in the hockey side of things and the elite players in the football side of things, because as far as athletes go, I don't think there'd be much difference in between the efforts that they put into what they're doing. Yeah, correct. I correct. I I, I know this. Is, I I haven't seen this happening in the past. So that, that but you know that's. Uh, more than running in okay, you have all the skills. Yeah. So even if you are a good fo- football player, uh, you don't know how to use your hand. <laughs> Some of them do. <laughs> Some of them are pretty good at it. <laughs> Couple of South Americans spring to mind just quietly. <laughs> is it a, is no, it a bigger sporting club there though? Are, are there more? Uh, is there a more diverse range of sports that are linked into the yes. football club? So, um, so this is all uh, a public facility. So this is a, we are um, uh, a public club. It's not private funded, um, and all the all the facilities are for uh, public uh, uh, sports. So we have a uh, uh, women football uh, from Paris Saint Germain, uh, but also we have uh, uh, rugby and tennis. Um, so some of our players are or used to play rugby in the past, and interestingly, a few years ago we had a, a competition or games or funny fun games between uh, hockey players and rugby players. Uh, it was quite rough because <laughs> <laughs> you know that the rugby player they were pushing a lot with their body instead. <laughs> But that was funny. That yeah, was they wouldn't funny. know how to use a stick, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can push, but it, I can whack. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. They don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's a good point. They don't mind the getting the whack, though, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's what's the uh, what's the future hopes then for the season? Are you uh, are you uh, hoping to get a few more games in? Uh, yeah, so we are almost at the end of the regular half uh, midterm season, so only two games to go. The team is uh, third, actually, third or fourth of the eight in the local competition. And, and my, I have good hope on the, on the master competition. So last year, the mas- our master team finished first of, uh, of the region. Uh, that's why we've been to the uh, French master national team uh, competition. Uh, for this season, I have the same hope. I mean, uh, uh, the, 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 the goal is to, uh, to finish first, uh, in the master competition. So that we can go to the French, uh, championship again. Cause that, that's quite funny to, to go there. 
we'll be we'll be with you all the way. And look, if if you do get a few goals, we'd like a little salute, maybe a, a point to down under for John and Matt down here at the reverse stick. Sure, I will. Yeah, I will. I will let you know. How about how about painting the Australian flag on your stomach and lifting your shirt up, running down the field with your arms in the air? <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's a deal. <laughs> We're good. We're set. Uh, one more thing we have to do to cement your your place in the TRS World Eleven is ask your opinion of bring back the bully. What do you think? Uh, that's something. Uh, sorry, but I I don't understand what. Does it mean bring by the bully? What does that mean? Well, when when we were youngsters and played the game, it traditionally started with a a, a, a manoeuvre called the bully, which was um, oh yeah 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 okay yeah uh, yeah okay well, right. I see what it is. We we'd like to uh, bring it back to international hockey and hockey full stop every every game well, everywhere. But. I have seen playing bully in in in, in national competition sometimes. Yes, yeah, so, but not not, so, not not at the start of the halves. So the game oh, used, no, the game no, used to start to so much yes, like your, yes. your 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 face off or your tip off or you know uh, yeah that could be and you, you you used to have to hit the sticks three times. You know yeah I remember yeah, yeah I remember that because when I was young actually I I, I did play. 30 or yeah, 30 years ago when I was 10, I, I, did, I played only two years, and I remember now that we had to eat three times a stick. Hockey to one, engage. hockey two, hockey three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'd like to bring that back. Or, Give it sorry, some thought, then. I apologise. <laughs> hockey one, hockey two, hockey three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hockey knee. Could be interesting. Could be interesting. That's something we can. We can suggest to uh, to the team when we start the game at the beginning. Why not? We'll sign you up. You're on the list. Yeah, petition. He's yes. You said yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> we'll send that to Thierry soon. Xavier, what, what, what a delight. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Uh, thank you very much, guys. I'm looking forward for this uh, new community. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and that was who was it? Xavier Pion, TRS World Eleven striker, the Cobra. The Cobra. He's there, ready to score two goals in three games. And that's oh. that, that's sixty six percent, mate. I don't yeah. see what you're mocking it for. I don't know. Where's I'd be happy going at two goals every three games. Where's his commitment, much? though? You know, three games in a season. Working ahead of hockey, I don't know, mate. I'm not sure if he keeps a I spot reckon, on. I or reckon he's making more money out of working than he is out of hockey, <laughs> just quietly. <laughs> just between you and I, he's a jet setter. He is. He's doing all right, Xavier. And uh, it was great to have him inducted into the World Eleven team. That's our posse clapping. And they also yeah. want to get together. We're going to have to um, engineer a um, a barbecue. <laughs> Where? Uh, was that your French accent then? No. Barbecue? Yeah, something like that. Um, we're going to have to organise something, aren't we? We're going to need a sponsor for that. Because <laughs> you can't afford it and I can't afford it. Sponsors? <laughs> Sponsors. Airfares, accommodation, tournament to play at. Yeah. Something Mate, like that. I don't know. Did, uh, anybody know anybody at the Lalit group? We'd, uh, <laughs> we'd be keen to have a conversation. 
Uh, Doc- we, we, we a great documentary. We understand you do understand you do great things for the hockey world. <laughs> Oh, just take uh, it. Where do we go, John? Where do we go? Uh, something about Pakistan? Ah, uh, Pakistan. Well, the Pro League venues have been announced, haven't they? Yeah, they're not in Scotland. For Pakistan. Then, well, they're not in we Scotland. And, you know, we, we called it totally wrong, saying that uh, they'd be pulling out. There's, the hockey family have come to the rescue. Uh, Thierry has uh, stated once again, the solidarity of the international hockey family is showcased. It's overwhelming to see that the participating national associations were willing to adapt their schedules to support a solution for Pakistan. FIH is very thankful to all of them. It was important to find a solution to enable the Asian team to participate, and I'm pleased with this outcome. Uh, So Pakistan play their first home game in Argentina on the 3rd of Feb. Um, They're also going to play in Belgium, England, Germany and the Netherlands. Let's face it, I don't think there's anybody that seriously watches hockey that doesn't look at Pakistan and go, these guys can play. Uh, They're real rough around the edges still, but I think there's a real desire to be better and a real desire to play really good hockey. Well, Shabazz is on the board of the executive board of the FIH. Uh, That's not going to help us at home. Because the problems that face Pakistan... No, it won't won on the pitch, but uh, it's... uh, No, no, I'm not talking about on the pitch. I'm talking about at home. It will help them off the pitch, away from home. It won't help them off the pitch, at home. No. No, because there there is no on the pitch at home. Exactly, off the pitch. They couldn't train the other day because there were power outages, and so they couldn't water the pitch, and there was no lights available. That was was posted on Twitter. they're in dire financial straits there and uh, so I think as the hockey world we've got to commend the crew that are playing and are involved in the coach there's a new coach you might have remembered a couple of weeks ago look something's keeping these guys together something is obviously allowing them because they're playing at times reasonably good hockey obviously they're facing some issues and there's stuff going on Takim Dars in in his uh, new head coach he was the guy that said uh, Hassan wants to speak to me um, I know that he's going to ask me to uh, take on the coaching role again um, I will tell him no but if you really pleads with me I will take it on but he's taking it on so a new setup there uh, look, we, we wish them well I floated on, on social media today uh, you know Sirocop pumps a lot of sticks out you know what's, what's a two dollar a stick levy um going to do for Pakistani hockey do you want to do that as a hockey world two bucks extra aren't you I, stick I cost? Think the, the, problem, the market the, yeah, the great idea but as a problem that I think was pointed out to you as many people have lost faith in the situation off the field in Pakistan and and that's not necessarily the fault of well they can't raise the, money they can't hold internationals there can yeah. they Look, it'll be one to look out for. It's not a bad idea. Maybe if Pakistan hockey authorities could go to the, the government and discuss some sort of arrangement like that, it could work. I, I'm sure that manufacturers, I don't know, I know that they get a fair whack on top. So it's sort of 300% plus, mate. So, stick, you know, right? two bucks might not be two dollars Australian, two, not two pounds we're talking here. Um, That's five, Nick, five bucks. <laughs> I don't know about that. No. Uh, you know, so, you know, it could, could be an idea that could work for them. I don't know. You'd have to ask Mercian and people like that. Simon, what do you reckon? All right. That's, what else? that's an idea, by the way. Don't mind. What, what else, John? Um, 
club song competition results. High outstanding effort, I thought. You, you've just result. you've nudged it on Twitter. I can't find it on Facebook, so I'm, I'm going to give you the victory anyway. And well, that it, way we're going to save thought, anybody from having to. I thought uh, like two third majority was pretty bloody good. And it wasn't that. Well, it wasn't. Don't, it was sixty something to thirty. Something. No, bugger it, was it? No. Yeah. No, 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 you're wrong. No, I'm not. You are. I saw the result, mate. The result, because there was twenty eight percent were. Is there a third option? Yeah, that's so you noticed it. You noticed it by like one vote or two votes, I, and I didn't even bother voting with my other accounts because you know who that cares? Would be cheating. Look, Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix, you can have it. You can you can have his ripped off song that he's stolen and just oh, changed two <laughs> words in it. <laughs> who was saying? Uh, who deny all the creativity, Diana? the hours that I poured into <laughs> penning you, you the, like the s- absolute. Said it was ripped off Neil Sedaka. No, it was Paul Anker. Oh, whoever. Yes, the dark is Canadian too, isn't it? Yeah, we'll get your Canadian crooners oh, right, man. Um, all right, I'll, I'll hand it over. Uh, John, I'm going to challenge you again on the Scored Dream Team. Get on to scored.com and check you out know, their Dream no, King team competition there. Um, Talk Hockey Radio, first podcast from Taff and yes. Fraser from Boss F Hockey has been launched. Great Good interview stuff. with Jamie Dwyer on there. Um, check out the history of the hockey history of Taff and Fraser leading off the podcast and straight into a really great chat with Jamie. Uh, looking forward to hearing more from the guys there it's from the hockey to family. See the influence we've had in that podcast too. Well, it's quite a long one to start <laughs> with. It's about an hour and a half to, to kick off with. I did look at it. I went. And I'll be honest. I'm 55 minutes that's what through so go far. Through every week when they look yeah, at Yeah, I know. That's why they don't listen. To <laughs> that's why there's only three of you listening out there at the moment. Um, but look, we appreciate it. We're going to just keep doing it for you, Tansy, Rob. <laughs> there's more than that. We know you're there. Amarji, are you there? We know you're there. Um, there's a Hockey World Cup song that's been launched today. Uh, shall we play it? Do you want it? Let's do it.
you go, mate. Ho, ho, hockey! I, I, uh, I'm enthused. Oh, that's it's fantastic. Cool. The word from Edition has been fantastic. Well, that was Mika, strong, Mika Singh. Um, it was. For, uh, and a cheer up for Odisha Hockey and uh, for the Hockey World Cup. Fantastic. Lots of uh, Indian player and fan action footage going on. But yeah. the tournaments in India, would you expect? Let's check that out. Check out Odisha Sports and uh, you'll find that video. It'll be plastered all over the place. I did particularly love the fellow in the beginning who was playing his uh, leg guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that was very enjoyable. I did like that. There's nothing wrong with a bit of leg guitar occasionally. No. Nope. On a big riff, give it the old lovely way to finish the show John that was episode 72 ladies and gentlemen thanks thanks for joining us well no no I've got to do you know don't forget you can connect with us you can find us on the social medias on Twitter on Facebook and Instagram all at the reverse stick thank you for joining us once again we look forward to seeing you next week do I say goodbye now or you do it goodbye bye So I've been reading the girls quite a lot of books recently, you know, all sorts of bloody topics Young and, kids. uh, well, yeah, you know, that's what you do. Is if, you know, good dad, sit down, you know, re- read them a story at night. And I was thinking, you know, how hard can some of this be? You know, it's, um, so, I, what I reckon I might have a crack at it. Writing kids' book? Yeah. You know. Like some wizard's thing. Nah, like not so much. Well, no, you know, more, more oh, sporty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Players, well, well, well no, not so much play, but more, more on, on the on the administration side of things. You know, just uh, you know, how, how to run an, an association, that sort of stuff. You know. What would you call it? Um, I was thinking like Doctor Cuckoo and the Tiny Boss. <laughs>